Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Catherine Dockery for Female Startup Club. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Female Startup Club. I'm your host, Dune Roisin, and joining me on the show today is Catherine Dockery, the founder behind Vice Ventures, a fund that invests in early stage startups from non-traditional verticals, including cannabis, alcohol, CBD, esports, addiction recovery, and sex tech. Catherine was going through a series of interviews for new jobs in the world of VC and was pitching in an alcohol brand only to be met with the same feedback on repeat. Every fund has a vice clause, they said. And basically that meant that whether or not the opportunity was major, they couldn't invest. And that's how Vice Ventures was born. But I won't spoil any more of the story. Let's just jump right in. This is Catherine for Female Startup Club. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Catherine, thank you so much for joining Female Startup Club today. We have so much to talk about. I'm so excited and I'm really looking forward to learning about you and your business and how you invest. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Fab. Before we jump into your background and how and why you started Vice Ventures, can you just explain to us what Vice Ventures is in a nutshell? Yeah, so Vice Ventures is an early stage fund, meaning we invest in pre-seed, seed, and very selective Series A's. And we invest in Vice, which we define as cannabis, alcohol, nicotine, sex tech, sexual wellness, porn, um, ketamines, uh, psilocybin. Like we look at the whole gamut. Sounds really interesting. There's some words you said there that I don't even know what they mean. <laughs> psilocybin? What's that? <laughs> Um, so it's the active ingredient and like what people call magic mushrooms. Oh, okay. Got it. Hmm. Great. Learning something one minute in. I love it. (laughs) Um, let's go back to before you got started with, uh, the fund and what you were doing before and that kind of light bulb moment that led you to starting the business. Yeah. So I guess I'll start, uh, my experience in college I went to New York University, which is actually three blocks away from where I grew up. (laughs) So I'm a big, I'm all about branching out. In college, I worked uh, for four years every summer, basically um, on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange and during school. I absolutely loved it. Like one of my favorite jobs I've ever had, for sure. And when I was down there, I started writing a blog called Dockery's Daily Docket. And I was so cool. I was such a cool kid that I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning to write this. Oh my God, stop. (laughs) Everybody loved me. I had so many friends, clearly. (laughs) And then basically that blog ended up getting like over 5,000 readers. So basically from there, I got a job offer to work on a trading desk, like right out of college at Citigroup. Um, And that was the worst job I've ever had by far. (laughs) Um, I was on a, like a high yield desk and uh, just, I guess just to provide some color, high yield traders tend to be like the most bro-y of like all of the traders and they all put the cross and like football and they like, and the culture is very much like super aggressive and they just like scream at each other all day. (laughs) And I'm way too sensitive. I learned about myself to be in an environment where people are just screaming. Like even when we were having lunch, they were like, what do you want for lunch? And I was like, (laughs) oh my God. Oh my God. I don't know. This is high stress. What should I have for lunch? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is awful. So I quit after my second bonus. 
had no, literally no idea what I wanted to do at all. My then boyfriend and my now husband, um, he was like, why don't you just take some months to like think about it, like do some soul searching, whatever. So I spent nine months interviewing, getting a ton of job offers and being like, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing the field here. Yeah, I'm like, I hate all of this. <laughs> so then I connected um, with another alumni of NYU and she had a PR firm. And like, I knew absolutely nothing about PR, like, abs- like literally nothing. So I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And like, she was super nice and like the environment was great. But then like day two of it, I was working part-time. I was working like two days a week. So my second day there, I just realized that I was incredibly bored. And it wasn't like, I just didn't find it interesting. Like... I mean, I found it interesting the way the media works, right? Like that was super interesting to me, but the actual idea of like pitching clients like was just not something I was meant for. So anyway, fast forward, I met one of the co-founders of Bonobos. He basically like within two hours of us knowing each other, he was like, I want you to work for me. And I was like, that sounds great. Amazing. <laughs> like no idea what I was doing. But I was like, I'd love to work for you. Um, so I ended up being his personal chief of staff because he has two other businesses that he helped co-found um, besides from Bonobos. And he also just as, um, as a leader, he just like has so much going on, right? Like he had a very expansive portfolio of private investments. He also like was setting up a family office and it was just awesome to like learn VC, right? By actually doing and like, like Googling, like what is a series C, right? <laughs> like... So I guess that's how I got my start in venture. Um, And then when Walmart acquired Bonobos, I followed the founder to Walmart. And then basically within the first two weeks, realized that like it was definitely not for me either. (laughs) Like nothing to do. Like Walmart is great and people love working there. But like when you grow up in New York City and you've never been to a Walmart until you work there, it's like, like a culture shock, right? Like, I mean, it'd be a culture shock for me like anywhere else in the country, right? But so I wanted to leave. Andy was like, if you can just stay six months, that would be great. And I was like, sure, I can do that. No problem. And then I used that six month period to interview at a lot of consumer venture firms. Um, And I personally had invested in an alcohol business that was doing well. And so I just kept pitching them at all the interviews. And they're like, I just kept hearing endlessly. Um, They're like, Catherine, like, we don't disagree with you, but we're not allowed to invest in that because we have this vice clause. And then finally, in an interview, I was like, can you just define what a vice clause is? And they're like... Yeah, it basically means like we can't invest in alcohol, nicotine, cannabis, like CBD, uh, anything sexual wellness, like online betting or like skill-based betting or whatever. But why? Why? What's that clause Because um, so if you think about the whole financial system, the smallest pool of capital basically or like assets under management is venture capital. Like it's tiny, like it's the highest risk you can do. So people aren't as selective about who their LPs are a lot of the time um, just because they're just happy to get money. So because of that um, pension funds and endowments and a lot of these places, it's like if you're at a university endowment, you probably don't want to invest in nicotine right now. Right. So yeah. So that's like why the vice clause exists. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then fast forward, I was like super fed up with this and I listened to so many theses of funds and I'm like, being consumer agnostic is not a thesis, right? Like that's just like being really opportunistic and like that's like throwing darts in my opinion. Um, yeah, so then I decided I was going to do this. I had no idea if I would get funding at all. I like don't come from money. Like my dad was a bartender and I had a student loan. So at that point I was like, if this fails, like I'll just get another job, right? Like I literally have nothing to lose. 
so then I just started cold emailing people, um, begging my friends who worked at media outlets, like for emails of like important people and they would give it to me, which was fantastic. (laughs) But yeah. So the first person um, that basically I emailed, I was like, who's the richest and most powerful and like most brilliant person I can think of. And I was like, Mark Andreessen. So I like, send him a cold email and he responded no at, I mean, my time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He responded like within five hours, which is I think incredible because he probably gets more emails than anybody on the planet. And he was like, I would love to talk to you about this. Super interesting. Like, what are you available? And I, I remember it so well because I just woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> and I was like, oh, let me check my phone. It was, it was literally one forty-two in the morning. Um, and then I just started like screaming. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I like woke my husband up and he like has to like wake up for work at like 530. So he was just like, <laughs> this better be important. <laughs> what did you say in the email? Like, what do you think made him write back to you and read it? Yeah. So I was just like, this is what I was like, you don't know me, but I know you. <laughs> and basically it was like, I like, this is, this is what I did in my past. Like in one paragraph, the next paragraph, I was like, this is what I'm doing now. And like the third paragraph, I was like, I think you would be really value add for these reasons. Like, but also totally understand if it's not interesting to you. And that's the email I sent to like over 500 people to get funding. (laughs) But yeah. Wow. And so you go and you meet him, I assume, and like tell him your idea. And in that meeting, do you be like, hey, do you want to invest in my fund? Like, was it that black and white? Well, yeah. So I, he has this like incredible executive assistant. Like she's phenomenal. And she's like one of those people that writes you emails and you're like, oh, like, <laughs> I can like feel your heart through this email. So when I walked up and then like I walked into the office, like, or like the waiting room, obviously I like looked her up. I was like, what does she look like? Like I need to recognize her. And when she came, I just like gave her a hug. And I was like, thank you so much for like being so patient with me when I emailed you every week to see if the meeting was still on. <laughs> um and she was like oh don't worry like whatever so she walked me into his office and I was so starstruck that he like put his hand out and was like I'm Mark Andreessen and I was like I know (laughs) you're like high-fiving yourself (laughs) this is happening exactly and I was like I need to calm down I need to calm down and then another partner walked in and I was like oh my god (laughs) anyway anyway fast forward they ended up committing um it was one of the best moments of my life like without question um and then after they committed it was a lot easier to raise money right yeah which was awesome so like we raised money basically in five months or five and a half months and I was actually on a panel yesterday with another fund and they're like, oh, it took us three years to raise capital. And I was like, I am very lucky. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And I read that you raised around 25 million in, in that five months. Right. So still like a huge amount. It's really cool. Very exciting. And then what happens next? Do you basically start looking for brands? Are you like putting the feelers out, talking to everyone, you know, or do people start coming to you immediately? How does it work? Yeah, so we um, very early on, like before the fund even closed, um, shout out to my lawyer, Luke Bagley, who dealt with this because he's amazing. Shout out to Luke. Hey, Luke. Um, Luke Bagley, <laughs> yes, family. And basically the fund leaked before it closed. So like the Wall Street Journal ended up writing about it. And that's illegal <laughs> to market your fund before it closes. So we ended up being in like a whole new like legal category, which is crazy. Again, he's incredible. So like if Vice Ventures definitely would not be here without his guidance, clearly. Yeah. So then basically like fast forward five months, whatever, June, 
And we ended up closing on June 27th of 2019. And that day was so crazy. Like, like more attention than I've ever received in the entirety of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't all great with attention. Like at our wedding, I like fired my parents, like going down the aisle. And I was like, you guys stay here. (laughs) Like, I I like to like be in control, you know, like. (laughs) Fired your parents. Lol. Yeah. (laughs) So is mom and dad. <laughs> um, there's actually a photo from our wedding of them like high-fiving each other as I like fire them and like walk down. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I'm charming. I told you I'm super charming. <laughs> um, yeah, so the fund closed. We got a ton of attention. Um, and then founders just started reaching out left and right. And they're like, we, this is a great idea. Like, we have this idea. We've had so much trouble getting meetings with VCs because, like, they just refuse to invest in these categories, like, whatever. And then from there, like, we got endless inbounds. Like, we've seen over 2,000 companies in the first year. And we don't really work with other funds pretty much because, like, a lot of funds can't invest in what we invest in. So, um, wow. like, that's just all inbound. That yeah. so insane. Holy moly. That's, like, multiple per day. How big is your team now? Oh my God. So it was just me for the first year. <laughs> That's like three meetings a day. That's more. It was wild. My day was literally like 8 a.m. to like happy hour to like dinner. Like it was like literally nuts. Out of 2,000 people, what's the like, how many companies out of 2,000 are you like, oh, I'm interested in these? Uh, Probably like 25%-ish. And of the two, I think it's like 2,004 to be exact that we've seen. Um, we've invested in eight. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And so when these people reach out to you, when founders reach out, what is it to you that sparks your interest to even get a meeting? And for people listening who want to go down that route of VC or, or being, you know, on someone's radar, what should they be thinking about? And, you know, there's obviously so much research in, online about what goes into a pitch and like what needs to be there, but what, in your opinion, creates that sparkle? Um, yeah, so I guess pitches that stick out to us is one, when people spell my name correctly. <laughs> um, I, no, it sounds stupid, but like, you've that's got the like second a. attention to detail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so people will be like Kath Urin yeah. instead of like Kath Urin. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about a person, right? Like, if they can't get the name right of the person they're trying to get funding from, then, like, what do their financials look like, right? Like, where are the other typos? Like, that's the first thing my team and I look at and, like, immediately pass on. And you'd be surprised, like, it happens, like, more often than not. That is so bizarre. So bizarre. Um, But, like, some things we do look for are, like, super strong brands. So, like, a great example of that is um, a company called Recess, and it's a CBD sparkling water. And we were like, I think like one of the first checks, if not the first check in. And I literally committed in three hours, like just like talking to him and like Ben Whitty is a total genius. And just the brand of recess, like almost every American has taken a recess, right? Like throughout their childhood for the first like 13 years of their lives. Right. And like most people are nostalgic for their childhood. So to me, I was like, this is going to sell super well. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Wow. I didn't think of that like psychology behind that particular name. That's so cool. Yes. So, um, yeah, I was like immediately in like, it was like, there's two companies that I've, oh, three companies that I've done that with. The second one is a business called parade. Oh, I love them. They're on my list. Oh, do you know them? Amazing. <laughs> I want them on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, yeah, they're amazing. I'm very, very good friends with the founders. I mean, we're kind of like good friends with all of our founders. And like when our analyst, um, Aaron Rudder started, we had like a few LPs reach out to him and they were like, congratulations, like starting, like welcome to the vice ventures family. And like, cause that's kind of how we operate. So like, for example, like parade founders, like I've gotten calls from them at like one in the morning sometimes. Right. Wow. And like we would talk at 4am sometimes about like trying to figure out how to build this business. And like, yeah. And then Lucy um, is another one that we're big investors in. Um, and it's a nicotine company. It's like nicotine gum. Uh, and lozenges and the whole thesis there is that the founders um they were also the founders of Soylent or some of the founders of Soylent um and they were addicted to combustible cigarettes and then they moved to a vape and like like he's a genius and he's like going towards harm reduction which is his whole point of the company and like that's a major thesis of ours and yeah so we met with them I was like excuse my friend, but I was like, holy shit, he's a genius. Like I want to be on his side for the rest of his life. I love that. Wow. What a compliment. (laughs) No, he's literally incredible. Like I feel that way about like all my founders. Like I hope 
I go to their birthday parties, right? We get drinks together. Like I'm very, very close to the people I work with, even the people that work for me. Like I had an analyst start this week and like we're sending him. Yeah, I can say this because it's not going to come out by Friday. We're sending him a uh, like a cake and being like, happy first week, right? Oh, like, cute. So, yeah, right? Like Good culture. Yeah, like in COVID when you're not working together, like it's important to make people feel heard. You've got to be creative about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so just going back to the the pitch thing and, and what stands out to you, do you guys have like a quota of what you want to, in- how many companies you want to invest in? Or is it just kind of like, as it comes, like, what if you had 20 brands that you were like, I want all 20 of these or like, how does it work on that kind of front? Yeah. So I think like if we had seen 20 businesses, that we love, like we would cut checks, right? Like we're brand investors, we're big believers. And like, we have a lot of connections with distribution. Um, so like, it makes a lot of sense for us to invest in brands that would propel, like do super well, like with the more retail footprints they have. Right. Cause that's like kind of how brands are built. Yeah. And do they have to be at a certain stage by the time you meet with them? Like it can't just be, I, I know you said you were investing around seed and then from there, so you wouldn't even meet with someone if they were just like early on kind of thing? Oh, totally. We invested recess uh, before I even tried the product. Oh, okay. 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 Cool. Yeah. Like we pre-product invest all the time. Got it. And I wanted to ask before, when you guys were launching the fund, was there any other fund that does vice businesses at that point? Are you still the only one doing that? Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be copycats, right? Like, of of course, because the thesis is working. But yeah, we are the first ones. And like, in the beginning, when I was doing this, it was very difficult. Because I mean, the people who invested, like got it immediately. And they're like, this totally makes sense. But other general partners of funds are generally significantly older than I am. And they all invest in like very similar things. So they're like competing with deals with each other. And like, that's not my competition, right? Like it's, it doesn't like, I would much rather just like be friendly with them. And at the beginning, people were like, what you're doing is terrible. Like, I can't believe it. Like vice is awful. And I was like, actually, that's the whole point of this fund is that we invest in good companies, like operating in like superficially bad industries. So I was like, that's actually the entire point of what we're doing. Yeah. That's so crazy that you guys are the only, the only fund doing it because yeah, it just blows my mind. It's so cool. It's so visionary. I love that. Wow. Yeah. What kind of challenges do you face then? Do you have lots of like legal battles like internally or not like internally, I mean, but do you? Yeah, my employees sue me left and right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of unique set of challenges do you have? Um, so I guess one is definitely regulatory. So like when we first invested in recess, it was illegal. <laughs> like the hemp bat, like Mitch McConnell hadn't passed the hemp bat. Like we had no idea if like it was going to work or not. Like it, it was like really throwing the dice there and it, it ended up working. And like the founder, like now like works with lobbyists and was like at the table, of, like the round table hemp program, which is like the biggest CBD companies like are on there. Like think of like Charlotte's web and all of those. And like, he's the only beverage, right. And like, he's also like the only like venture back startup business that that's there. Right. So yeah. So like betting on like a horse definitely makes sense. Right. Like betting on somebody who's like so determined to succeed that they'll work with Republicans and Democrats, like literally just to get something done is like, I mean, especially in America these days, like that's like, Absolutely, like incredible, like yeah. Yeah, wow, amazing. 
I want to talk a little bit about your personal investing and how you started out. What's your advice for people who want to do angel investing and how do people get started? Like if I was like, yeah, I want to invest in a brand, what would I do? Um, so I think it's incredibly difficult to invest in a brand if you don't work in venture capital, because there's just so much information that you're probably missing. And because of that, my husband and I only invest in funds because it makes a lot more sense to like put $500,000 say, right. Into a fund that's going to invest in like 40 companies or 40 businesses that, and then you're like rolling the dice with like more than one, right. So you're like kind of guaranteed a return, but like obviously not guaranteed legally, but if you invest in a single company, like I honestly wish that I had invested in fund and instead of investing in uh, private companies, like to begin with, just because I think the returns would have been a lot better for me. Right. Um, but that being said, if there are people listening to this that are looking to invest in brands, you just got to ask a ton of questions, right? You need to ask like what they believe. Like, are they only going to be online? Are they going to be in stores? Like, where do they source whatever they source from, whatever ingredient, right? Who's doing the branding? Like, does the branding click? Like, have you done any like testing on the product? Right? Like, have you sent the product to fifty people and see what they say? Right? Fifty like random people that you that are friends of friends that have no tie to the, the company. Right? Like, so like that's I think like a really good way to vet a company. Mm, cool. Noted. <laughs> from the point of view from a VC. What is your main piece of advice for women who have a big idea and want to launch their own business? Yeah, so I um, I have a different view on that kind of. I think that like, as a woman founder, like I never felt really except one time the um, like any like negative effects of like being a woman in business. So I think like if you are a woman founder and you're looking for women investors, like there's like zillions of funds out there that only invest in women now. Like that's a pretty established thesis at this point. So like they should know who to reach out to. And if they're looking for funding, not just for women, women funders, I mean, just start doing research, right? Like be like, is this a beauty company? If it is like, who are the best beauty investors, right? Like who's interested in this? Like, can I cold email a founder of a beauty company and like get advice from them? Right? Like, venture capital is all about like networking, right? And like figuring out like where you fit in and like where you can succeed best. So I think it's definitely like we, like, for example, like when we get cold pitches and they tell us exactly why they think we're a good fit for them, we always take the meeting always. Like, even if we're not super interested in the product, then we'll take the meeting to see if we can help them like connect them with other people to raise money. Right. Like, we even like take meetings of non-vice if they're super thoughtful pitches. Like we took a cookie dough company pitch and like connected them with like 10 investors, right? Like even though it's like so out of our mandate, but I love that. I don't know. We try to do the right thing by like everybody that we cross. It sounds like a really like, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but like a really empathetic approach to just not ghost people and be like, no, like I like what you're putting down here. Like I'll, I'll give you some time of my day love that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're big on, um, like a lot of VCs don't answer companies. They'll just like delete the email and like just ghost on them. And we, we answer every email. We we try to answer every email. I guess we get so many of them. I probably miss two or three a day, but like I do everything in my power to answer every email and to like give founders feedback on like water passing. Wow. Amazing. I love that. We are up to the six quick questions part of the episode, my favorite part. Well, one of my favorite parts. Question number one, what is your why? 
Yeah, so I guess like it all starts with my childhood, right? Like my dad was a bartender in New York City. I I would hang out with him at the bar and like I was around alcohol all the time. And like to me, like alcohol was fine and not a big deal because it paid it like literally paid our rent, right? And like put food on the table and like the service industry, like that's where I grew up, right? So like in my mind, like alcohol and like cannabis and all this stuff is not actually bad. So like for me, I, I like started taking it personally, which like I shouldn't have, but I did. Like when a lot of these funds were like, we don't invest in alcohol, like we like that's a huge vice, right? Like we would never touch alcohol. And I'm like, that is such a closed minded view. <laughs> like, yeah, to me, I was like, there's a ton of money to be made in it, first of all. And second of all, like maybe if we talked about it more often as a society, like maybe we wouldn't have like so many drunk driving, right? Like the more that you bring up, like some of these stigmatized companies or industries, like I think the better society, like the better society actually could be, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Question number two is what's been the number one marketing moment for you that made your business pop? I like, so it's a really good question. Um, We've had so many press hits that now I'm like thinking about it. (laughs) Um, I think interviewing on CNBC was a big deal. We got, I think, like 250 emails after that of like some people who are looking to invest, like some people who like wanted to pitch our companies, like some people who are like, I don't have the money to invest, but like, I think like this person would be super interested. Like, are you open to the intro? And like, that was probably a moment where I was like, wow, like Vice Ventures, like potentially could succeed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's so cool. It must have been so exciting to receive like just such a bombarding moment of interested people, interested parties. Question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? My husband. I hang out with him all day. He literally is the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Like literally, I have gotten so much smarter dating and marrying him. What does he do? (laughs) Um, He trades equity derivatives um, and studied financial engineering operations research at Princeton. So we have very different skill sets. <laughs> I don't know what any of and that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me either. He had to like explain to me and I was like, oh, got it. <laughs> okay, I've got it written down, notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like sometimes he says things and I'm like, oh, I got to write this down. Like this is brilliant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I love that. Question number four is how do you win the day? And that's around your AM and PM rituals that keep you feeling productive, happy, successful, motivated etc yeah so I try and run um I've like run a marathon before uh so I like I'm like a pretty big runner but like starting the fun like left me with no free time because I had it was literally just me running it completely so I like kind of fell out of shape for like two years ish so then like with the pandemic like it's been such a good release for me right to like get out of the house like to go running to like find a running path where like a ton of people aren't on right like Mm -hmm. So like that I found really entertaining um, and like relaxing and like, especially because I was learning more and more about the city that I've lived in in almost my entire life. Right. Like, so like that is like super, like that's definitely relaxes me. Finding the new spots in the city. I like that. Question number five is if you only had, this one might not be super relevant to you because it's usually targeted to e-commerce brands, but if you only had a thousand dollars left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? 
Um, I think I would put a thousand dollars. Actually, I would probably give it to one of my employees. I literally, I think I would split it between both of them and like, congratulations, like small bonus. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, I think that's how I would probably spend it. (laughs) Please stick with me. (laughs) Don't leave me, please. I'll crumble. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very nice. And question number six is how do you deal with failure? And that can be around like a personal experience or it can be just your general mindset and approach. Yeah. So I guess one way I I deal with failure is that like, I'm not really a competitive person. Like I'm, I'm like super collaborative and I'm like, I see people succeed. Like it makes me so happy. Like another example is like my husband watches football, like primarily football and soccer, I guess he just corrected me. But the only reason why I watch it is because I love watching people like score. Right. Like, and just like seeing the celebrations, I'm like, this is the whole point of sports, right? Like it's to feel like you're doing something that's like impossible. Um, yeah. Nice. Very nice. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I have absolutely loved getting to know about your business and where it's at and all the cool things that you have going on. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 